Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Welcome back to the Defiant Spirit. I'm Baruch Halevi, also known as B. I am the creator of the Defiant Spirit and the Defy Your Number Enneagram System. All things Dr. Victor Frankel, author of Man's Search for Meaning, Logotherapy. I'm a logotherapist, meaning-centered therapy, but more importantly, living together with the Enneagram, um, an ancient roadmap, personality roadmap, and sprinkling in my other sort of area of passion expertise, Kabbalah, the mystical tradition of Judaism. So today we are in the midst of a conversation about movies. Each of the nine Enneagram types as seen in the movies. Now we are up to number eight, the challenger. If you didn't listen to the last seven, I mean, you don't have to listen to the series in order. You can certainly jump around, but there are seven prior and there'll be one after. And today we're talking challenger Enneagram eight. Now this is, um, these are caricatures. These are characters and caricatures of the eight. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I like the flavor and the feel of seeing Enneagram types in the movies and pop culture. It just gives us a language. It gives us sort of a um, thousand worth, uh, pictures worth a thousand words kind of a thing. Just a, a quick hit on what each Enneagram type is, is all about. So Enneagram 8 is personal since I react and respond like an 8. As I always say, I'm not an 8. You're not a 7. It's not who I am. It's what I do. And why do I do it? Well, that's what we're going to get into today. The Enneagram is all about why we do what we do. So the Enneagram 8, the challenger, go back and listen to a podcast on it, is, well, challenging. Truth in advertising. We are the most challenging type. We are probably the most intense type. There are subtypes um, that are very intense or equally intense. Subtype uh, sexual six, subtype sexual four. There's some others, but you know we're not getting into the subtypes or the instincts. We're talking generalities and all things equal. I don't think many people would argue eight is the most intense energy. Now, last week's conversation, seven is energetic. It's more high intensity. This is more think impact. This is more of a punch right in your face kind of a intensity. Eights can be bulldozers, um, depending especially on their subtype. But in general, eights plow through things. You know, we we are that, um, I'm thinking of like a cop knocking down a door with whatever, that battering ram. That's what it is. We are battering rams. When you see eights in movies or television shows, oftentimes they are playing like a cop police officer figure um, or a strong lead male or female role. So I'm looking at Fauda. I don't remember his name, but Fauda, if you don't know, is a great Israeli TV show. Very realistic. I lived um, up in the north of Israel for three years with my family uh, next to a couple Arab um, villages. And the one that I always thought of when I watched Fauda is Sachnin. And it just felt very true to form. It was raw. It was gritty. 
eights are raw and gritty. That the the show was raw and gritty. So was Sahnin. So, um, but the lead character Boaz, I think his name was, is um, just coarse, unrefined. But he's the guy you want to go to when you're in trouble. Everybody turns to Boaz in this TV show when the chips are down. He he sees the job through, and that's a very eight quality. That's a very eight-like quality of seeing things through. We don't like loose ends because we are the most controlling type. We take control. We want to make sure that we're safe, that we're secure, that we have the, the wheel, and we have it for other people too. We don't like feeling vulnerable. It's our, it's our weak spot. Vulnerability. So as you look through here, I mean, certainly Boaz, but Every character on here has vulnerability issues. Being vulnerable is not Jax Teller, his thing from, um, from uh, oh, I, I love the show, the Motorcycle Gang, uh, Motorcycle Club, technically. They're not a gang, but um, you know what it is. Oh, God, how could I? You're like you're screaming it in the microphone right now, or in the speaker. I, I can hear you saying it. Sons of Anarchy. Thank you so much, finally. So Jax Teller is a quintessential eight, shows up sort of out of nowhere at the beginning in the pilot and takes over, you know, or at least he's vying to take over and eventually takes over the motorcycle club and a strong presence doesn't do vulnerability when he shows. Now, eights will will be vulnerable, but with a select few. So, you know, his his girlfriend or she wife, I think she was girlfriend, Tara, um, becomes his source of vulnerability. And when, when she's killed in the TV show, sorry, but you've had like forever to watch it, she, he shuts down because that was his heart. And eights tend to play, pick a person or maybe a cause, put their heart on it, and that's reserved for the vulnerability. So the work of an eight is really to learn how to let go of control, take a step back, and be vulnerable, be open, open-hearted, and that's not so easy for an eight. So another eight on here, well-known eight, because it's the most popular TV show, I think, currently, maybe maybe of all time, I don't know, Yellowstone. If you haven't seen Yellowstone and you want to see a terrifying eight, Beth Dutton. She's in the picture here, um, right next to Boaz at the top, the top line, and she is all eight. She's a reactivate. Most of these are reactive. They're not responsive. They're not the healthy. They're not the ideal. They're caricatures. Again, but she gets shit done. She scares the hell out of people. I'm an eight. She scares the hell out of me. She is like a hurricane, right? Like she just comes in and you know people or things are going to be destroyed. I mean, half the time she's like breaking things. I remember not that long ago, but certainly not recently, breaking things. I would always break things. When I get mad, I'd break things. I put my hand through the wall like five times and I would, you know, just do stupid things. And I always thought, you know, it's like normal. It's not normal. It's it's a adolescent juvenile anger, unbridled bridled anger, and that's a theme through running through the eights. So you can see why we get a bad rap and my kids made me this mug for those of you looking online that says, don't be an eight hole, right? Because 
pretty good too, isn't it? Um, because they know their Abba, their dad, right, has this anger streak. Now I have worked my ass off to harness the energy, to repurpose it. And that's what eights who are responsive, responsible, response able, able to choose their response and stop reacting, learn how to harness this for the good. My favorite example is Martin Luther King, a response able, responsible eight who was angry, fire and brimstone, and he put it to a greater good. But it can also be our undoing. And most of these eights that you're looking at here um, or listening to me talk about, it's their undoing. Darth Vader, classic eight. Right? He didn't start out as an eight hole. He started out as Anakin Skywalker, good Jedi Knight, and the dark side got a hold of him. And little by little, it just sucked him down this dark, angry hole. And we had Darth Vader, who, um, who is inside all of us. You know, these are these are both the protagonists, like heroes, like um, not on here, but I just rewatched Twenty Four with Jack Bauer, um, Kiefer Sutherland, Jack Bauer. And, you know, he, you can see he's wrestling with his demons. He's angry, but he repurposes it for a greater good, for service of his country. But he's always on the edge of going to the dark side. You can see that with the Dark Vaders, the Dark Darth Vaders, or um, another one I was just looking at was the guy from The Walking Dead. I don't remember his name, but he's in the middle. He's got the beard. He just showed up the last few seasons. Like these are nasty, horrible people. Or the sensei from Karate Kid, he's on here. They they went south. They go dark. They can go either way. I'm looking at um, Wolverine from the X-Men. You know, Wolverine, the beginning of the series, he's a reluctant hero. By the way, eights are not the ones who seek the limelight or want to be the hero. They, they are happy to march in line as long as the person leading them is worthy of following. They won't follow bullshit. They won't follow hypocrites. Um, so they'll step in and lead, but they'll also not necessarily need to lead. And you see it with Wolverine. He doesn't want to lead. He doesn't want to participate. Um, you can see his anger. Half the time, it's, they're justified in their anger. I was reading that many disproportionate amount of children of Holocaust survivors are eight. I think in general, um, sort of generational trauma, you produce eights because there is this protector quality. There is this fighter quality. There is this don't be a victim. Well, that can slip, right? That can slip from I won't be a victim into now I am a villain. So a lot of bullies, a lot of Darth Vader's a lot of that anger that is not harnessed and repurposed and it just eats, it corrodes. And this is really the biggest danger of an eight. If he or she doesn't find their heart and find people around them to get help them get into their heart, they can slip down a very slippery slope. So I'm looking at um, Princess Leia. I read somewhere that she, people think she's not an eight. I think she was a six, but I think she's an eight partially because she's so direct, the quality of an eight, because she is angry, you can feel it, but she's harnessed it into what um, Abraham Joshua Heschel called righteous indignation, right? Which is this kind of like, put it towards a cause bigger than yourself. And what Viktor Frankl says is all of us need, but especially, he didn't say this, but especially Enneagram eights, self-transcendence, to get beyond ourselves, to take our qualities of 
righteous indignation and put it towards a cause bigger than ourself. I just watched um, Ted Lasso and the guy I'm looking at in it. God, it's so hard to remember all these names. I should write them down, but I'm just not that organized. I'm an eight. I'm not a one. Um, um, he's the He becomes the coach and he was the player and he's older by their standards. And he's got the beard, the full-on beard. He sort of looks a little bit Middle Eastern. Um, I'll remember his name in a second. He's here. He's there. He's fucking everywhere. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. That's the chant from, the, from it. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Roy Kent is a pissed off, shut down, reactive eight. But you watch him find his heart and lose it and find it and lose it during the course of the show. People respect him. People fear him. People follow him. But he, you know, it's like there's not a neediness to be followed. But he becomes a better man when he softens, when he becomes vulnerable, when he opens up. That's the work of an eight. Um, I have a harder time finding female eights. Probably my bias. I just, um, but I, I think the the movie Brave, the Disney movie Brave. Um, what's her name? Katniss Everdeen. Is that it? Katniss? Yeah, Katniss from um, the Hunger Games. I would say she's an eight. Very strong. Doesn't need anybody. Like I said, Beth Dutton. Um, go it alone. People really respect female eights. They just command respect. I think in our society, female eights have a much rougher time and maybe hide it more or subdue it. Or when it gets played out on the big screen, it um, morphs into like a sexual four or something else because I think our society is not comfortable with female eights. I've talked to a few female eights who have really reiterated this. You know, when a angry eight is a man, he's a he's an asshole. And when an angry eight is a woman, you know, she's a bitch. And I don't hear asshole the same way I think a woman hears a bitch. I think it's a double standard. I don't think we're saying the same thing. I think there's almost an expectation that a man in this culture be more of an eight, even if we're not eights. So in some ways, I've always felt a little rewarded for my Enneagram type. That's got its own problems because I embraced it wholeheartedly. And I was an eight hole, certainly until my early 20s, um, because I thought I think I was thought I was supposed to. But women are really discouraged from embracing their eightness. And especially like I see it in corporate settings, there's a almost a double standard when it comes to people who are angry if they're a man or a woman and how they carry themselves. And so I really do have a lot of um, empathy for female eights. And yet when they've harnessed themselves, as you can see these women in here, they're powerful. They're probably one of the most powerful types of female eight who's responsive and not reactive. Again, Princess Leia and I'm Beth Dutton and these are reactive eights. So, um, yep, and that's, I don't know, I think that that's pretty... Pretty tight, pretty accurate. I think I've said it all. Um, go through these and I encourage you to watch these movies and really study them as an eight. As you'll see, there are some movies where I've gotten a lot of characters from the same movie. So you can um, take all of these, print these out. You can get them on my website under the podcast page at the bottom. And you can watch movies with your, by yourself or with your family and look at, you know, for instance, The Incredibles. Uh, Mr. Incredible is, I think, an eight. His wife 
Mrs. Incredible, whatever her name is, is a two. The daughter's a nine. The son's a seven. The baby's a... I can't remember what the baby is. But anyways, you, you go through and you watch that. It can be a lot of fun. It can be educational but meaningful. I call these meaningful movies when you start um, drawing wisdom out of them and applying it to your life. So name that age. You can go through and name the rest that I can't or I'm too old to do total recall in the moment. And um, shoot me some your email about um, eights in the movies or any type. And I'd be happy to add them into my repertoire and program and talk about them eventually. So you can get uh, Enneagram 9 in the next video. You can get Enneagram 7 before. And until the next time, defy your number and live your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center to Center for Spirituality, Meaning, and Healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life, or live the Defiant Spirit power within your life, visit DefiantSpirit.org. Until then, keep living your Defiant Spirit.